it going tonight, everybody? We are Run the Real featuring Mike, Terry, Fox, and Dan. And we have royalty for a pick tonight. The king of the monsters. <laughs> a special guest has arrived. The king himself. Godzilla. We watched a movie. We're building up to King Kong versus Godzilla. Actually, I think the title is Godzilla versus Kong, but yeah, King Kong versus Godzilla is the original. So it's it's the versus movie. We're building up to it. So we watched Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and we're gonna talk about it, and we're gonna spoil it. So if you don't want spoilers, watch it and come back, or just keep listening. Whatever you wanna do. They're not that big of spoilers, honestly, in this movie, but. But they are big monsters. They are big monsters, <laughs> it's true. That is what I do like. Anyways, this movie was directed and written by Michael Dougherty, who did a little movie with some Christmas uh, flavor that I know we all like on this podcast, Krampus. Aw, yeah. I do like this guy, for the most part. What? Wait a second. <laughs> Fox is playing his hand early. He's coming in to hate. He hates big monsters. <laughs> let's let's knock out our beginning, you know, uh, <laughs> our basic information, our, you know, and then we'll. <laughs> Man, that, that's all we got. We, we got it out there. The summary. Yeah, we got to have a summary here. How are they going to know the plot if we don't give him IMDb's? summary of it <laughs> it's actually like really long the it's one that a I've good done. summary let's just i'm just gonna paraphrase this because it is like five paragraphs long. what are you looking at this is like one sentence oh i scrolled down i was reading <laughs> i was reading the like fan one underneath it the monster agency monarch faces off against a battery of god-sized monsters, including the mighty Godzilla, who collides with Mothra, Rodan, and his ultimate nemesis, the three-headed King Ghidorah. I pretty much summed it up. Pretty much. Except for he doesn't clash with Mothra. I take umbrage with that. The only thing that that summary is missing, and it's the thing I hate in this movie, is the family drama. It's all over this stupid movie. <laughs> Are you telling me that the Wolfman is not a better substitute for Kick-Ass? I'd say he is. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just going to refer to him as the Wolfman. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's better. I think I like him less than Soldier Boy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely more involved in the story in this, and I don't think that's a good thing. Everything else about this movie is pretty cool, but... That is But not. that's the problem, is it's like half and half. We're, we're getting right into it, all right. We are getting right into it. This is where, yeah, this was where I was going, yeah. Having watched them pretty much back to back, I prefer the story in this because I'm not going to say it's good, but at least it's more interesting than watching <laughs> Kick-Ass run around and do nothing for the whole movie. <laughs> I don't know if I think watching Wolfman get into awkward yelling matches with his wife in front of a bunch of strangers and being irrationally angry all the time and being smug and I told you so. Irrationally angry? I'd say fairly rationally angry, actually, you know? Yeah, he has a good reason to be mad. His 
son was murdered by giant monsters. I'd say that's a pretty good reason to be mad. Well, you know, whenever the world's at stake, maybe put that on hold and stop, you know, with all your smug comments. Oh, yeah, just forget about your dead son. Yeah, just forget. It's cool. We're cool. <laughs> you know, we praised the old movies for how they put the drama on hold to, like, stop the Godzilla threat. He <laughs> does eventually. One, he accepts it. That's his whole arc. At the very, very end. <laughs> That's called an arc, a character arc. He goes from hating him to accepting him. It's so long, so much drama and angst. I like I like his arc. It annoys me. He's much better than Kick-Ass is for me, just because he does something, you know? He's like getting in the firefights with terrorists. He's like going on adventures with um, Ken Watanabe and all this crazy stuff. He's running from... From the big monsters, like in a jeep, things like that. He's do he's doing a lot compared to Kick Ass, and and he does have a a character arc which Kick Ass doesn't have. Although, and this is like one of my this is one of my things here though, right? It's like Kong versus you know not Kong, just it's Kong Skull Island, right? Not a lot of character arcs going on there, and I very much prefer the lack of a character arc to a garbage one. Especially in a monster movie. I, I won't argue with you on that. Call, the, the strength of the characters in that was that they were fun stereotypes and they didn't get in the way of the action and the monsters. Yeah, I do like the characters better in that. My, my problem with it is the dad, he was annoying at first, but he got better. And he does do some interesting things. My problem was the mom and the daughter... Millie Bobby Brown, which I think she's a good actress. I think her character was very poorly written in this movie to the point that it's pretty bad. But like there's all this cool monster stuff going on in this movie. And it when it happens, it looks cool and it is cool. But they constantly take you out of it for this family squabble. <laughs> It's because it's not interesting. It's not good drama. I mean, they put the movie on hold for like eight minutes so the mom can preach her politics to you, which she proceeds to do a complete 180 on 20 minutes later. Yeah, because she sees like the carnage. I guess she never realized. I don't know. That's kind of her arc, huh? A little bit, right? Like the characters change a little bit. I get that that is her character arc, but I found it very jarring and boring compared to Godzilla fighting King... Is it Ghidorah or is it Ghidorah? I don't, I, how do you say his name? Ghidorah is what I've always said, but I've heard both. I, I've been calling him Ghidorah, so... <laughs> both are on limits, that's good. They call him Ghidorah in this, don't they? Or did they accent it some? I don't remember. I think it was Ghidorah. Yeah, that other stuff is so cool. It looks amazing. Like, I changed my background on my PC to like King Ghidorah sitting up there on his like volcano. He's got the storm around him. Like it looks so cool. And then you like pull me out of this stuff for the family squabble. I, I get that you have to have human characters in this, but I just did not like that at all this time. Why do we even have this guy in here? We could completely cut him out and have Ken Watanabe 
literally do everything that the Wolfman does in this movie. And it would make more sense. It would build his character up even more. And it'd be better because he's a better actor. So it's like, why why even have the Wolfman when you've got Ken Watanabe, who, who it makes more sense to have be the main character anyways, you know? Yeah, expanding on that, Dan, you could build up the relationship between him and Godzilla because they have a very interesting relationship, which, you know, culminates in him sacrificing himself for Godzilla. But we could have got more of a character um, of Godzilla because if you compare Godzilla having a character compared to Kong in his movie, Godzilla doesn't really have much of a character besides show up, roar, smash stuff, occasionally look threatening at humans. <laughs> yeah, all the other monsters in this movie have more of a personality. Maybe, Well, even Mothra, I'd say I get more of a vibe from her. The only, like... Uh, I guess personality moment I can think of in, for Godzilla in this is when he, like, looks at the power line that King Ghidorah just ate, and he goes, like, huh? And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then it, like, explodes. Like, this like, ain't good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was, like, the only part where, yeah, I was, like, he kind of had, like, a kind of almost human moment of, like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna get real bad for me. <laughs> yeah. But I think even, like, yeah, in this movie, like, I feel like Rodan, King Ghidorah, and, yeah, Mothra all have more of a character, too. They're kind of, they have a different vibe going on. Rodan is totally Starscream. Just saying. He's totally Starscream oh, in this. <laughs> man, I didn't even think about that. You are so right. Holy cow. He's the best in this. He's my favorite monster in this movie. He's got like the coolest scene in the whole movie. Yeah, that is my favorite scene in the whole movie. Just his like exploding out of the volcano. Man, it's just so cool. Destroying the town as he flies over it. Oh. Took me back to some, like, Disney Fantasia 2000 from when I was a kid. He's probably my favorite in this movie. He's just so fun to watch. Yeah, flying around, doing all these spins, gulping up pilots and stuff. Like, it's awesome. It's cool because, like, we were saying Godzilla doesn't have much of a character. But, like, King Ghidorah, like, I love how his heads are always snapping at each other. But, like, that was fun to watch. It was like a like a wild animal you know i guess he's an alien though is that lore friendly to it is yeah he's had a lot of different origins but that one's the most popular i think yeah i think yeah the only other time like there's only other one is like has some mystical like force on earth but everything else yeah i think he's from space that is cool i forgot about that and i forgot there was so many other like titans in this movie are they in the other movies at all no those are all new okay i was just curious yeah i don't know it just kind of sits with me weird a little bit like godzilla kind of gets shafted as a character in his movies and he is cool i love godzilla but you like compare him to kong and how they i guess it's a lot easier to humanize a big monkey then that's a fair <laughs> a point big you know chunky lizard <laughs> yeah godzilla just always got that steely gaze like it always like zooms in on his eyes and he's just like glaring people down like he he kind of does come across as angry you know like he just always seems like he's very tense <laughs> got that samuel l jackson stare and i love that scene when um i guess it's monarch is down in their like sub 
and Godzilla's coming at him and he's like heating up, getting ready to fight. He looks so cool. That is something this movie does really good is it gets you pumped for Godzilla to show up. Oh yeah, I was so pumped at the end of this movie for the Godzilla versus Kong. I was like hyped. Oh yeah, me too. Speaking of of monsters characters, you know, Mothra gets shafted hard in this movie and I'm not okay with it. Yeah, me too. She was really cool. She's awesome. She really got shafted compared to the other 3. Yeah, I think the that just goes into the problem with this movie for me is there's a ton of characters and if you count the monsters as characters too which I I think you should because they do have like a characterization of them it's just there's so many human characters and subplots going on the monsters all get shafted again granted it's much better I think than the last Godzilla movie 2014 it's just a long movie, and it seems like they filmed some big set pieces for the humans, too. And I'm like, you're just wasting budget that you could have had more monster time there. They're really going for the familial drama in these. And I, I still think the first like act of Godzilla 2014 is really good from a story perspective and everything, right? But I also, in this one, I really like the idea that they present of um, Stranger Things having to deal with her mom becoming a terrorist and how she has to deal with that. I think that's a really cool idea that does not get explored very well in this movie. <laughs> She's the one who gets shafted, I think, in this movie, too. Is like her character doesn't really have anything to do until the very end when she steals the thing. But like, <laughs> literally just walks out of the secure bunker. Well, that pretty much just sums up her the whole movie. She's always just following everybody around, all kinds of secure or dangerous places. And everyone's like, yes, this is completely normal to have a child here. Nobody say anything. She doesn't really have any chance to do anything. But the, like, really, they don't write her like to have anything except for cook breakfast, too, at the beginning. But like, they could have definitely used some more moments of her like feeling conflicted and stuff, I guess. I don't know what else they could have done with her, honestly, but... They need to cut out the Wolfman. Unfortunately, they should have cut out Charles Dance as well. No, now, no, 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 hold the phone. We've got one cool action character here. and <laughs> Yeah, he's awesome, but he does nothing. He does nothing. All he does is go, <laughs> uh, when you start the apocalypse, you can't get mad when it doesn't go to play. <laughs> That's all he does. Yeah, he he delivers the cool cheesy one-liners that I like. Nah, nah, cut cut him out. Put in more Mothra. See, then we don't have the Wolfman. We don't have the unneeded stuff with Charles Dance. Unfortunately, I will say that because he's great, but he does nothing in this movie. <laughs> and then they could focus on the mom and Stranger Things and. Maybe build up di that dynamic of how is the kid going to react to her mom turning into a literal terrorist? Yeah, they try to really play that up that everyone is saying, oh, no, she wouldn't do that. She couldn't do that. We've worked with her for how many years? She's integral to this project. But it just doesn't <laughs> seem like a logical decision there 
for her at all because we don't have any time with her, hardly. And then she gets a long political rant, and it just comes out of nowhere. I kind of like that, I guess. I don't know. It, it gave a lot of backstory to the, the kaiju and stuff as well, like kind of telling their place in all of this and everything. I think it's an interesting like story decision. I just think the way it was executed was very poor. Because we literally go from big fight with Godzilla and King Ghidorah in Antarctica, which was pretty cool, to just like the political rant. I don't know. It just seemed like, hey, we got to get this all out. Let's just do it now. It's very exposition heavy for sure, which is not great. Um, I I don't mind that they went for the global warming thing in this because that's kind of what they've been going for all along. And I mean, Godzilla's the force of nature when he's not being standing for the atomic bomb, right? So it, it makes sense. And the story makes sense, too, but they just didn't handle it very well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm perfectly fine with that angle and politics being in the movie. Just the way that it was handled, I didn't like it. And after that, every scene with like the family drama stuff in there, I was just cringing. I guess I'm in the minority. I don't think it's that bad. I think it's fine. Um, but, I, I mean, I'm not going to say it's great by any means. But I, I do kind of like the characters. I would not say the monsters get shafted. There's so much monster stuff in this movie. I don't know. I'm never, like, bored by any means. Because literally just around the corner, we get another awesome monster scene or monster action scene. Even if I am getting a little tired of the characters. It really feels like they had awesome ideas for the monster fights and they needed something to connect them together and so like let's let's come up with some uh mcguffin the orca and we'll tie it into global warming and stuff like that and there we go and then it spir spiraled out of control with too many characters and it's like we gotta bring back these people from the other movie and or movies, and then, um, oh, but we want to have all these really good actors and actresses in here, too, and it's just like... Yeah, I do feel bad. It, it, I would agree that, like, the ensemble feels kind of weird sometimes, just because, like, yeah, you got the old guard that shows up, and the Sally Hawkins just gets off, like, so, like, quickly in this movie, and it's like, sh she never had anything to do in any of these movies, which is kind of a shame. Yeah, because she's really good. Yeah, I really like her, but um, yeah, I would agree. That I think there are too many. Although I do like the uh, that kind of goofy guy, Thomas Middleditch or Middlewitch, whatever his name is. Um, I think he's pretty funny. Is that the surly tech dude? No, he's he's like the guy, skinny guy with. He's at the court briefing, like trying to keep everybody there at the briefing when they're trying to. Oh, leave. with the beard. Yeah, I really I like him quite a bit. Yeah, he's like the head of Monarch. I like his kind of like dynamic with um, as we're calling Wolfman as like it kind of it, it kind of has like a little arc to it, too, where like at first that Wolfman's not having any of it. But they like slowly bond, I guess. And he realizes that the skinny guy's not just an idiot. He actually kind of knows what he's talking about. Yeah, it's it's not terrible. There's far worse Godzilla movies with far worse human plots out there than this. Um, for sure. But all the best ones, they really hone in on just a few characters. They don't have this huge cast. Well, Shin Godzilla makes it work, but for the most part, it's not a huge cast of people, you know? 
it's just a few so it really feels to me like i'm watching two different movies when i watched it this time like you have the human piece of it and then you have the monster stuff and for me the monster stuff is just so cool and so awesome uh visually just the fights look amazing the setting the cgi that's so cool it's so well done and then you pull me away from that to this other stuff it it just feels like two drastically different levels of effort went into it and i would have been fine with them cutting out like a bunch of characters and exploring more of like godzilla's history like his home is so cool like I'm like, why are you filming this big set piece of a helicopter flying into another big plane, like crashing into it to get away from the monster um, oxygen destroyer bomb or whatever? Show me more of Godzilla's home instead of that. Like, <laughs> I just, maybe I'm just jaded here. I see wasted budget on humans. I just want <laughs> monsters. Yeah. I th I think we need both, honestly. Like, I get the complaints, but... And I, I mean, it gives us some scale. Like, there is, like, some stakes to this rather than just two CGI monsters duking it out. To have our human characters there, like, in the midst of it, I like that. It adds a little extra tension to it. I realize you have to have humans in these movies, so I'm just being real tough on it. I think the stakes are, like, an interesting thing here, though. Because I feel like the world is at stake with the two giant monsters fighting... Not somebody's marriage and family dynamic, and those stakes feel so insignificant to me compared to the overarching stakes. Like, that worked in the 2014 because the stakes were so much lower. Like, well, yeah, the ideal worked. It didn't work so much in the movie, but in this one, like, like Fox said, King Ghidorah literally has a hurricane lightning storm that follows him around and just destroys everything that he encounters. And like all the other monsters are coming up and just wrecking things all around the world. It's literally an apocalyptic event. The stakes are so much higher that it doesn't make sense kind of to do the familial drama thing again. I like I don't know. I think it is important to have the human connection in there. I mean, it, I don't feel like it's the focus really. I mean, the focus is to stop whatever's happening in Awaken the Monsters. The family drama is kind of the background. Like that's just I guess their like backstory. This has already happened. The family's already broken up. They're not trying to get back together. He might be trying to get his daughter back from the maybe slightly crazy terrorist, but besides <laughs> that, like it's not like he's trying to like win her back or anything like that. I don't know. It doesn't feel like that's like the 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 way they're trying to portray it but they are trying to build up the characters and make you feel something for them especially the the mom at the end when she sacrifices herself to let the daughter and wolfman oh sorry stranger things and the wolfman escape <laughs> yeah it, it's something to yeah help you latch on the characters i mean i guess it didn't work for you guys it sounds like but i mean i like the effort i think it's important to at least try you know it could have if the writing was better and they had less characters in it, they ne either needed more time or less characters to make it really, really work and make it a big impact, I think. Right. I mean, I'm not trying to sound like I love the characters. I just, you know, you guys are, are all kind of hating on it. I feel like I got to defend it a little bit because it sounds like I'm like lesser hating on it. You know, I, I'm... 
I'm more in the middle of the road. I think these are fine. You know, I do like the effort. I think it's important. But like, I'm like I said, I'm not like in love with these characters either. I think they're just they're serviceable. They they get the job done for me. I don't really have anything to complain about either. Besides, maybe yeah, the daughter not having much to do. They they do. They're much better than 2014 Godzilla, just because they've got it's more interesting and they've got more interesting things to do. Yeah, I agree. It they are serviceable. These characters, there's a lot of them. I feel like yeah, they could have cut some and maybe put more dialogue and effort into the ones that they're trying to build up. But they are serviceable. I just kind of wanted more than, you know, big blockbuster generic characters. And the other stuff in this movie is so cool. It's just kind of sad for me to <laughs> be taken away from that to these people I don't care about. That's my whole thing with the characters. Yeah, I mean, they're they're taking themselves super seriously, which... That's kind of been the trend, yeah. I mean, the 2014 kind of set that tone. Well, not Skull Island. <laughs> that's but, true. Skull Island did change the... Yeah, that's actually a good point, yeah. I have a feeling since they're bringing Kong into the sequel that it'll be more along those lines too, but we'll we'll see. That's just my gut feeling. <laughs> For me, you know, I try... I. I like it when they attempt the character stuff, but honestly, every time I watch a Godzilla movie, I am here for Godzilla and the monsters. And I mean, at least he nails that, I think, which is awesome. It's like the the running joke is for the Godzilla movies, right? It's like, so, so how bad or how good are the characters going to be in this one? <laughs> you know, it's the running joke. So it's it's easy to pick at it. Yeah, it feels like, you know. It's to be expected, but it doesn't mean that they can't try and can't do it well, because there's there's plenty of evidence that they can do it well, and they have done it well in the past. And, and I will say this, it is a testament to this movie that some of us have had all these issues with the story, but we still really, really like it because of how good the monsters are treated. There's some logical leaps in this for the story though which are just like uh you know and i think that's what really drags it down a lot for me otherwise i think i'd be more in your camp terry uh-huh what well what are they yeah let's hear them so he here's an example after uh the oxygen destroyer kills or i guess doesn't kill does it kill godzilla and then mothra revives him is that what happens and then he swims down to his home I think he's just severely wounded. I'm not sure if he's dead, but I think he like got hit with that and he retreated. So they do that and they're like, all right, we got to go nuke him. Uh, the charge him up, right? Because he's going to be sleeping for a while. So they're like, all right, let's go. Let's go send a sub down there and we'll shoot a nuke in there and blow him up. Did nobody think to check the sub and <laughs> see if it could actually shoot a freaking <laughs> torpedo out of it before they departed? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That stood out to me yesterday when I watched it, too. I forgot about that. Yeah, where he's like, oh, our weapon systems are broken. Yeah, I was like, huh? Oh, okay. Like, that's real. Like, no, that wouldn't happen. Not in a million years. It's just a real poor excuse to waste Ken Watanabe's character and get him out of the movie. Instead, they're like, let's just get him out of here with some logical leap. You know, it, it, it's stuff like that that is like 
it really takes me out of it. And kind of harping on that section of it too. They're like doing all these weird quick cuts to people's telling what the plan is and then like cutting to other stuff. It's so unclear. I didn't notice that part. Yeah, I don't know. It's stuff like that. Like that that part had the worst editing in the whole movie. Like, I don't know what happened at that scene. Something happened. <laughs> it was bad. But like the logical leaps they take sometimes is really what drags it down for me. Yeah, that that sub thing did kind of irk me this time watching it. I was like, really? Huh. Yeah, I didn't notice the editing, though. Nothing fell out of place, in my opinion. Well, hey, if we're nitpicking at these plot points, right? I know it sounds like my big thing is, like, the characters, but it's not. Oh, well, he's been waiting. There's something else. My problem is the orca. Ah, oh, yes, the MacGuffin. Let, let's hear it. Well, this is my problem, right, is that I come into this movie with the, uh, you know, the already set-up expectation, I guess, that these mudos are like the primal gods of the earth. Obviously, they're not shaping reality, but... <laughs> King Ghidorah is. I guess he is, that's true. So, yeah, even further to that point then, right, they're these huge, larger-than-life monsters, creatures, beings, but apparently you can just train them like a dog with a sci-fi whistle. Agree completely. The orca is the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> I don't know about that. There's a scene where King Ghidorah is about to kill Godzilla, and he leaves Godzilla alone to go chase the orca because they turned it on. I'm like, seriously? That makes no sense to me. <laughs> I think it depends. I because we've seen in the, these last two movies that they're like communicating with each other. Like the Mudos themselves are like rumbling across the planet talking to each other, and like. They're using, like, an alpha signal, I guess. And, like, King Ghidorah was using it in this movie, and all the monsters came running to him and go started going nuts. Like, I don't know. I think it works for me. I mean, it is, like, a very MacGuffin-y device. Like, it does... It's the magical thing that everybody wants in this movie, but I kind of liked it. I thought it was a cool idea to, like, you know, cause issues and wake up monsters and stuff. Yeah. It's a way for the humans to stay relevant. I don't know. It just feels kind of lame, on the second watch to me, first watch, I was just there for big monster fights. And you get that, and it's awesome. But this time watching it, I was like, hmm, the Orca 2? Family drama? I thought this was Godzilla. <laughs> I'm kind of, again, in both camps on this one. I, I like the idea of it. I think it's neat. And I like kind of when they use it. Like, it makes sense with Mothra. At the start, right? Because Mothra's always on the side of good and trying to help people out. So it makes sense with that. And then a little bit, too, with Godzilla, it would make some sense. But why King Ghidorah? He's not from the Earth, and all of these other monsters are. So why does it have an effect on him? Because he wants to kill the Alpha. That's what he wants to do. Because he, he wants to be the new Alpha. So if he hears the Alpha crying out to him, then he's going to go find him and kill him. Well, that's like the whole thing here, though. Are these things sentient? Like, are they like, you know, intelligent creatures? Or do they just always act off instinct? I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, the Orca throws it all into jeopardy because the last two movies kind of felt like they were intelligent and like sentient even. But now with the Orca, it's like they'll just do anything off instinct if you you know use the right frequency i like having it in there i think it's cool 
but they should have really scaled it down and used it to talk, build, use it to build up Mothra some more. And then they could have used it on Godzilla a little bit too, but Ghidra just cut out all the stuff with him chasing the orca and just have all the monsters be like, oh, that's the alpha now, <laughs> you know? <laughs> they don't need to have the orca be the reason for all the stuff, right? Ghidra is the alpha. He, he should be the focus of this because he's the big bad guy around, right? Not Not the orca. It might have been kind of cool to see, like, because with, like, characters like Rodan, I guess, you know, he feels a little wishy-washy. Like, maybe he will respond, maybe he won't kind of thing or something. Or, like, King Ghidorah being like, yeah, he might, like, they think it's going to work and then it doesn't. That might have been kind of cool instead of just automatically working on everybody. Yeah, yeah. Like, make it make sense with the monsters, you know? Instead of it just be the magical MacGuffin that makes them do whatever you want. I think... Michael Dougherty just accepted that it needed to be that way to get to these cool scenes he wanted. Because, like, Fox showed us this trivia here that says they, like, did a bunch of rewrites on the ending of this movie. <laughs> and it's very heavy in all the things we were hating on. <laughs> but also, we get the super cool fights, which brings this movie back up for me Let, let's talk about all that stuff now since we, we <laughs> talked about the story let's talk about the real reason we're here <laughs> i feel like i've been pretty harsh on it but i love all the godzilla scenes in this and the king Ghidorah and amatra oh it's so cool it's a love letter to all the fans of the like originals and it does an awesome job of introducing all the new monsters and having them fight each other too it's great they did such a good job with that oh yeah that's my favorite part about this too for sure yeah it does feel like he, he loves the characters and he's like there's nice homages to stuff like rodan's like flying over the cities like directly from his old movie they have like the mothra song playing in the background when mothra shows up godzilla's got his old theme back so this movie, for me, is all about fan service, and I'm here for it. Like, this guy, he, he knows the monsters. He knows all their weird backgrounds. Ghidorah's from space. Okay, yeah, we'll throw that in the movie. They probably didn't need to do that. But yeah, let's just throw that in there. The twins? We didn't need to know that. Oh, let's just throw them in. Yeah, why not? Because it's fan service, and I want to see this stuff. It makes me happy. I, mean, I, I realize that maybe other people are, would not rec either recognize what's going on, but I think it's kind of cool. Well, see, I didn't recognize that stuff, and I loved it, too. It feels like, yeah, he really did his homework in the stuff that Michael Dougherty needed to nail in this movie, which is the monsters. He nailed them. And it, it's cool that he's doing fan service like this, you know, because most of the time when people talk about fan service, it's in a negative way. Not all the time, but there's big debates on how to do fan service in your movies. But I, I think it's really good that he did it so much in this because we haven't seen the monsters like this before. Like, we've already, always seen them in, like, the suit actors and that kind of stuff in the old ones, right? We haven't seen them with CGI this good. when You know, <laughs> they're awesome. They're so cool. Yeah, and going off of what you said earlier, Dan, this movie gets you pumped for Godzilla. Like when King Ghidorah first 
wakes up and you see him coming through the ice, just smashing through to come fight, I'm like, ooh. And the end of this movie, when Godzilla's like up on the pedestal and all the other monsters come up, bow down, and then it like blasts the uh, cover of Godzilla. <laughs> I love that. That got me so pumped. I love the Antarctica section of this. It's so cool. Like you get the eco-terrorists show up and just murder everybody there and you see King Geeter and you're like, oh no, they're going to wake him up. Monster Zero, which they call him, which is another fun fan service thing. Yeah. Geeter wakes up and he starts just wrecking everybody and then all of a sudden he just stops and he looks over and you're like, oh yeah, I know what's coming. And then <laughs> and then they play the song. They bring back the Godzilla theme and it sounds awesome. They added chants to it and they like slowed it down even too and added epic music with it. Oh, it's so cool. <laughs> I do love those slow chants, man. Those get me pretty hyped up. It's like I'm looking at my notes and every time there's something with the monsters, it's like my stuff ends with something saying like, and it's so cool or it's awesome or this is sweet. <laughs> that is what a lot of my notes are too, yeah. <laughs> so cool. Oh, Mothra's cool. Oh, Rodan, that was so cool. Like, <laughs> Man, Rodan's part. I know I already said it, but man, that is so cool. Like him just coming out of that volcano and you get that awesome close-up shot of like the lava spewing out and he's just looking around at the town and he just decimates it as he flies over and he just wrecks the air force. He chomps that dude who ejected out of his plane. Yep, that's great. <laughs> and then like Ghidorah shows up and Rodan's like, I don't even care. I'm just going to start messing you up. That's what I like about this Rodan. He's ornery. He like has an ornery look in his eye even. Like you can tell this guy's mischievous. Like he sees the yeah, King Ghidorah come flying in. He's like the supposed alpha. Like King Ghidorah's calling out to Rodan and Rodan's like, What? What's up? And he goes flying over, gets his butt whooped. He's like, My bad, bro. We're cool, right? And he's like, Me and you were close. And then he helps King Ghidorah for a while. And then at the end he's like, All right, Godzilla, we're cool, right? <laughs> yeah, Godzilla's just giving him the stink eye, like, I'm gonna watch you. It's hilarious. Yeah, Rodan is my favorite in this, just because he is kind of just, I love how he just gets his butt whooped. Okay, fine, I'm on your team now. And then he <laughs> gets his butt whooped again. <laughs> All right, fine, I'm on your team again. I, I do feel, I Mothra gets kind of whooped in this movie. But, uh, she's she I, I feel so bad for her, yeah, because Rodan is really letting her have it, man. <laughs> She gets mangled up. Yeah, I wanted more with her, like a lot more, because she's so cool. But we don't, we only get to see a little bit of that. Like she revives Godzilla at the end, which is awesome. And like takes the full blast of um, King Ghidorah too, which epic sacrifice. And like, oh man. It's probably silly, but man, that had me a little bit of sadness, tears it almost blowing up. Because she looks so she looks so defiant at King Ghidorah, but you look at her and she's like all ragged after fighting with Rodan. Oh. Like you don't stand a chance, Mothra, and then she tries anyways and gets toasted. Oh. Yep. But she revives Godzilla, which is sweet. And man, 
I love the shot, like where they like do the full profile of her and she like tucks her wings in and just like is flying down and like shooting the laser. Oh, it's so cool. <laughs> yeah, she does have some cool moments. And then she just like shanks Rodan <laughs> at the end. Oh man, that was awesome. <laughs> I was not seeing that coming the first time I watched it. I was like, oh my God. That's new. <laughs> At least when they did have her in there, she did some pretty awesome stuff. But, I mean, she, they could have done so much more with her. I mean, she fights Geeter in her own movies. I'm like, come on, at least have her do a little bit more, you know? <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen those, like, 90s Mothra trilogy. But in all, like, the old ones I've seen, um, she does, like, get her butt kicked almost every time. So, I mean, it kind of <laughs> makes sense, Aww. I guess. I do like that this movie starts out with her, like, hatching and stuff. Because I didn't know who that was the first time I watched this. Like, this big bug thing showed up. And I was like, what the heck is that? <laughs> this was Godzilla. She's the only one who, like, I guess Godzilla kind of pretty much has his normal, you know, like, it's a heavily modified, like, version of his original roar is what it sounds like you know it's pretty close but monsters like actually got her like actual roar from the old ones which is pretty cool i love too when geeter bit the power generator and then shot all the lightning out of his wings i was like oh you should do that more often that's so cool yeah there's so many epic shots in this too like yeah with him like on the mountaintop with the cross in the front like, yeah, mostly with, well, they all have cool moments like Mothra floating in the sky, glowing and like shining the light down. There's some really cool imagery. When she unfurls her wings the first time or at, at the Arctic, like um, when it has that that wide shot of King Ghidorah and Godzilla getting ready to fight. And you just see how big Ghidorah is. Oh. <laughs> and even like when he's like showing up in Boston for the first time and like like the, the flagpole just like going like normal and just stops for a second and then it goes the other direction. Oh, it's like just so ominous. It's really, they really, yeah, they just do such a good job of portraying all these monsters. Yep. It's sweet. We We harped on the story so much in the beginning of this review, but it's like, I don't even care because the monster stuff is so good in this. It like just for me, it just brushes all the rest of it aside. And I'm like, I don't even care about that not being so good because this stuff is awesome. <laughs> it's like you ain't going to see action like this anywhere else. I guess I did forget. I do have one th the thing that brings it down for me, if anything. This movie is, like, fairly serious. You know, there's, like, that goofy guy, Tom Middleditch. He's kind of goofy in this. and But there's that other guy, the computer guy. He's okay most of the time. But I think whenever they actually try to legitimately crack jokes in this movie, they're never <laughs> that funny. And I kind of almost eye-rolly. Like, oh. It, the humor is almost always just bad whenever they just blatantly go for a joke. And it, there's, like, the time to get a watch thing. I was like, that's not doesn't seem like something Sarasama would say, but okay. Gonorrhea, that's not even that funny. Godzilla, that was horrible. Oh, no, not that one. <laughs> that's that's my biggest complaint, honestly. It's just those jokes, man. Oh, man. I haven't seen a movie with the jokes bombed so, this bad in, like, a while. I don't go out of my way to watch comedy. Though, so <laughs> maybe I just don't know, but yeah, maybe we like, don't know comedy. But <laughs> this ain't my type of comedy. <laughs> there's like one funny joke 
that got a chuckle out of me, and I don't remember what it was. <laughs> I feel like a little desensitized, maybe. I don't know if we can have a big major blockbuster anymore without bad humor in it. They all won't be Marvel. It's like, you don't have to be Marvel. We just had the Snyder Cut of Justice League come out and show that you don't gotta be Marvel. I got another nitpick to bring up, too, since you brought that up. This this movie suffers from the classic use and build-up to the one PG-13 F-bomb drop, and I do not appreciate it. I hate it when they do that. It's so cheesy, and it sucks. It's like, just do it, put it in a regular sentence or something. You're not cool for saying the F-bomb. I know you think you are because you're a PG-13, but you're not. Wait, are you saying it doesn't make me cool? <laughs> oh, shoot. It's like all I've got going for me. Oh, my God. Man, I've been saving mine for years. What the heck? <laughs> it's true. He has. He's building up to it. It's going to be the longest buildup ever, and it's going to be epic when it does come out. That's my deathbed. I'm going to be laying there. <laughs> 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 my last words <laughs> it's perfect that's perfect oh my god that'd be so funny so tragic but so funny at the same time <laughs> hmm. well are we ready for some overall presentation i think i'm ready i'm ready i don't really have much i was gonna at the end we should talk about our expectations for kong and Godzilla, but I know some of us here hmm, may have uh, treated themselves early. You want me to tell you what I think's gonna happen? <laughs> Mike is excluded from this, but um, everybody else, we'll, we'll give our thoughts and expectations and stuff. But before that, we do our overall presentation, which goes from burn it, pass, watch it, or buy it in that order. We all give a little bit of a summary about what we think about these movies, and um, who knows what we're going to pick. All I know is that we usually pick at random, um, but, you know, I was thinking about some stuff today, and this movie kind of reminded me, you know, there's four of us, and there's like four main monsters, and, you know, sometimes, you know, we're all kind of playfully duking it out for the alpha position, but I think it's fine that this time, you know, let's just all bow our heads to Mike, because he saw Kong versus Godzilla first. I do have the power. So we're just going to all bow our heads to Mike, and we're going to let Mike go first this time. All right. Well, I'm going to, yeah, just do my overall presentation here. I've been struggling where I was going to put this one, but the more we talk about it, the more I think I've decided my decision. You've bumped it up again. I'm going to give this one a buy it. You Ooh. know, I hated really hard on the family stuff in this movie and i agree it is pretty dumb and it happens in the movie a lot more than i like it to but i love all the other stuff the monsters in this movie are so cool and when uh ken watanabe goes into like godzilla's house and he sees like the ruins and how like this ancient civilization like maybe worshiped godzilla it pumps you up and this movie got me so pumped that i watched the next movie earlier than anybody else so <laughs> i gotta give it a buy it well shoot man i mean you know similar to mad mike i was trying to figure out where i wanted to place this movie you know we talked about last week i showed my my old hand at the end of the show you know and revealed that i did not care for this movie 
But I will concede that I was a little bit swayed this time, and talking about it has helped. The family stuff I, I, I really do not enjoy, and the orca, I don't know, that takes out a lot of the uh, intensity for me. But at the same time, there is really just nothing that compares to the monster movie fight CGI action of this film. I mean, there is some crazy visuals out there that I don't think you'll get anywhere else. So I got to give it a watch. I'm going to give it a watch. I'm not quite as <laughs> reversed, but, you know, I, I, I was going to give it a pass. But, you know, talking about it, I will grudgingly give it a watch. The, the monster stuff is absolutely worth seeing at least once and i think the rest at least once can be glossed over yeah I, I really do like this movie a lot um the monster stuff is the highlight for me i love how he portrays the monsters in this there's definitely you can tell that michael dowry is a huge fan you know i like godzilla so i appreciate all these little nods even if you know maybe other people wouldn't catch him i don't know um but I really like that about this. The human stuff, you know, I defended it a lot in this, but, you know, it's not my favorite thing ever either. They're not, like, amazing by any means. I think they're passable. I think they're fine. The orca, I think, is a fine... It's a cool plot device. I don't mind it. All that stuff's passable, but what throws it over the top is just the action for me. I love the fights. I love, yeah, the, the like, reveals of each of these monsters. They each kind of get their cool moment. I'm going to give it a bite as well. It's definitely quite the experience i think especially if you're a godzilla fan i think it helps if you've seen a bunch but you might like it if you haven't so just 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 buy it we i think we came to the consensus a couple weeks ago that godzilla 2014 was a step in the right direction for the american version of godzilla and if that was a step in the right direction this movie was a giant leap in the right direction man i love this movie I've criticized all the story and logical leaps and stuff with the characters. Rightly so, too, because it's not great. But it's not that bad, either. It's it's much better than watching Kick-Ass run around and do nothing in the 2014 Godzilla. And man, the monsters are so cool. They did such a good job with all of them. And it's so good for me that it I can look the other way with a lot of the very subpar human drama and MacGuffins and all that crap. Because, like, in the end, I don't really care about that. I care about the monsters, and they're done justice. Very, very much so in this movie. So it's a buy for me as well. I own it. Three copies of it, I believe, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. I almost bought it a second time on 4K, but then I remembered I still don't have a 4K player yet, so I decided to wait. <laughs> it's pretty good on 4K. That's that's why I have three copies. I bought it when it came out, and then I got the 4K version, which also comes with the Blu-ray. Oh, no, I own it four times because I redeemed. I like this movie so much, I made a Movies Anywhere account and redeemed it on there, too. Good Lord. So now I have, I've entered the digital age. I own <laughs> King of the Monsters, Parasite, and Jaws digitally. I'm glad that you don't absolutely hate it anymore, Fox. You like some stuff in it. That that makes me happy that we've dragged you up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, 
You know, and I didn't drink anything when I watched it this time. Because oh. <laughs> you were famously drunk last time, is that I right? I was very inebriated last time. <laughs> mm. So what I want to hear now is your guys' theories about what's going to happen. <laughs> Since I am the chosen one, <laughs> the king. So I guess I've got a couple ideas. I think it's interesting. They keep mentioning Skull Island in this movie about like, as like a just like offhanded stuff like we also have a base at Skull Island blah 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 I think we're gonna see Kong and what he's been doing during this and why he didn't come answer like Ghidorah's call and it's because he's the alpha too he's also an alpha like Ghidorah Godzilla and uh, himself that's my theory one of them at least yeah, I don't really know a lot about uh, old Godzilla movies to form much of a concrete theory but it seems to me like based on what they were saying with their ominous comments about Godzilla that we're going to disrupt the balance and maybe Zilla's not going to be our friend anymore so the monarch's going to be like we've been secretly prepping Kong for decades ooh <laughs> and they're going to drop him on Godzilla that's but a then, good theory <laughs> it's going to turn out that Charles Dance and his evil organization have created Mecha Ghidorah because they got the head at the end, right? They did, yeah. Yeah. So then Kong and Godzilla are going to have to drop everything <laughs> and join forces. I'm in the same boat you are, Fox. Um, I'm very concerned how they're going to treat Godzilla in this next one. Because they've definitely been building him up as kind of a protector of humanity, we're his pet, as they put it in this one movie we just watched. So it really rubs me the wrong way if they're going to like do a 180 and make him the villain in this next one, just because Kong's in it too, and they want him to be the underdog. I'm very worried they're going to do that. But from the trailers, it looks like they might try and redo the original King Kong story, but like instead of bringing him over to be uh, amusement, they're going to bring him over to fight Godzilla. Most of these versus movies have a big problem of of like wussing out on the actual fight and not declaring a winner. I think they're going to they're not going to kill either one of them for sure. Um, that's like a guarantee. But I do think they're going to wuss out again and have them team up to fight Mecha Ghidorah. Um, just for like what Fox said, pretty much I I think that exactly same thing he does. <laughs> so also, so this interview I listened to with Adam Ungard today, uh, he, first of all, he said that his focus was making like just a tight, not super bloated blockbuster. He wanted to make it, you know, compact, which so makes me think that they're not going to focus a lot on people. I don't know. Maybe he will focus more on people than monster, but if that's an interesting statement, and he keeps talking about how he was always mad as a kid that <laughs> no, there was no winner decided in the old one. And he mentioned that he was like, he finally got to decide the debate that he had with his friends at, in like third grade. So there might be a winner. I mean, I don't know if they're going to kill anybody, like you said, but I feel like they might like at least, you They'll know. pull Batman versus Superman and have him get ready to do the killing blow. And then they're like... Martha, Martha, why did you say that name? Kong really doesn't. That This is the other problem. Like, after this movie, like, Kong doesn't stand a chance against Godzilla. Like, 
No way. Like, you think Kong could beat up King Ghidorah? Nah, not even close. He might. He's bigger now. I mean, what is he going to do against the nuclear power? You know, Ghidorah had like scales and alien body and Kong's a gorilla. (laughs) To me, like, yeah, I want Godzilla to win, of course. But it's like the way they've built up Godzilla, like they, I can't see a way for them to have Kong even stand a chance, you know? Yeah, I'm team Godzilla as well. But I'm going to be happy as long as they, yeah, like I get some good stuff. You know, I don't really care who wins. It's like it's like with uh, what is it AVP where it's like whoever wins, we lose. But in this case, I feel like as lo- as long as they do it good, whoever wins, Terry wins. <laughs> I will say I will be pretty cheesed if Godzilla does not win. But if if they could justify it, then I might be okay with it. But I will be cheesed if he loses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and about the I was thinking about the whole yeah like Godzilla going rogue and this new one. Pro- potentially and you know the humans don't really treat him that great in this movie either (laughs) so i think he's got a pretty good reason to not be on our side anymore after he got um almost killed by the bomb and i like me some evil godzilla it's nice it is pretty cool when they do that i do agree i mean one of them it it takes What, GMK, they they have to have King Geeter and Mothra, and isn't there another one that fights them in that one? Baragon. And Baragon come back? Yeah. <laughs> nice. I need to watch that. I'm probably, I, I've been wanting to watch that for a while, but I've been holding off because like I want to watch all these new ones first and then go back to the older ones. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I got for theories, I guess. Interesting. <laughs> Mike's just curling his mustache in the background. Hmm. Yeah, I like it. It's interesting. I'm not saying nothing. Except, where can they send us their theories, TV? (laughs) Yes. Even though (laughs) the first episode of our series came out the day before (laughs) Kong comes out. Godzilla vs. Kong comes out. So I'm assuming people have already seen the movie. But yeah, if you want to send us your thoughts... Tell us what you thought would was going to happen before you saw the movie. <laughs> yeah! Ooh, yeah. Yeah, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter at Run the Real, or you can email us at runtherealpodcast.gmail.com. Or if you don't want to tell us your thoughts about, or your theories about Kong versus Godzilla, you can always just uh, tell us your thoughts about King of the Monsters. Is the human plot subpar? Are the monsters amazing? I want to know what your thoughts are. Yeah, be sure to get in contact with us. We'd really appreciate to hear from you. Also, thanks for listening to us tonight. This is Run The Real, signing off. Okay, the the cryptozoological agency Monarch faces (laughs) off against a battery. Hold on, I got to start over. This is actually a lot of big words. (laughs) Wow. Big words for big monster. Yes. <laughs> the cryptozoological... Oh, my God. <laughs> what does that even mean whenever we tack crypto on as, like, a prefix? What does that do? I've been seeing that a lot lately. I don't know. Like Sasquatch or, like, Loch Ness Monster. Those are cryptos. What? It's like, it's cryptic. It's hidden. You don't know about it. Cryptids, yeah. Cryptocurrency. Ah. Yeah, you can't see it. Something like that. Monsters outside the realm of 
the norm. I'm just gonna I'm gonna change the word here. I do I do kind of wish King Ghidorah. I mean, I guess in the old ones he does have just kind of like a weird like sound like weird looking thing but um i don't know how they would have really translated that to me man i like heard that sound in my head before you did it tv i don't even know what he sounds like but i knew what sound you were gonna make